Hello, SCF Student Ministries. Devin here, uh, recording another podcast for you guys. Just um, to reiterate, this podcast, really the focus is going to be for um, those of you that can't make it to youth group. Um, This is a place that you can stay involved and um, stay caught up with what we're going through since we're going to be doing more of um, more like month-long messages. Um, It's not going to be one-off weeks, so if you don't want to get behind, this is definitely the place um, to do that. Um, we're right in the middle of our squad up series, um, which is our current series on just like, uh, just friendship and, um, building relationships and family within our group and with our peers. Um, and so last week we started off talking about that family and this week we're going to be talking about something that is a little bit more on the negative side to start with, but it's something that comes up and something we need to address, which is, um, just fights and feuds and arguments that can come up within um, those uh, relationships. And I have to, I, I love, I love competition. It's something that I love. Um, I think, and, and it's, it's, it's funny to me seeing some sorts of like, if you watch like reality TV, seeing like the drama and tension that comes up. Um, I think it's hilarious. Um, to see that kind of stuff like it's just so it's so petty is what it's I guess that's why it's funny but um real feud real fights um those are tough those are tough to deal with they're tough for all of us they're things that none of us really want to be in those discuss like we don't want to be in those situations right um I, I hate the but I, I hate real feuds that impact my real relationships like those are so tough to deal with Um, I remember a time in college having, um, two of my teammates that, um, got in a fight over something silly. I think it was born out of maybe some jealous feelings of, um, status on the team. And maybe there was just like one event that set it off, um, in particular, but it just resulted in just like awkward tension of me being in the same group as them. And, um, and I hurt seeing them fighting with each other and I was hearing both sides of it. And so that was just kind of awkward for me. But seeing that tension, it's it just hurts both sides. Like I could see it in both of them that no one really even knew whose fault it was. But there was just um, some fighting going on. Um, in uh, looking back, our this fight, it seems like less of a big deal than it did when it happened. But at the time, it felt like a giant wall of division. Um, was being be- being built between these two guys that were friends and neither of uh, um, them was willing to to tear down or climb that wall it was just kind of just stuck there um, and and that wall can be built of just a lot of different things I can it can be misunderstanding it can be hurt feeling um, hurt feelings prejudice uh, jealousy seemed like it was the one in this situation but there's so many different things that it can be um, to create that division, um, between even really close friends, and there's so many reasons why, like, that wall of, of resentment might get built in a relationship, um, whether it's a friend, a family member, or someone you hardly know, relationships aren't always easy or happy, we fight, compare, compete, and sometimes, uh, we even stop talking in those relationships, all of these individual, um, bricks of that wall they eventually grow into a wall of separation in our relationships and we don't deal with them uh they can result 
in a relationship so broken that it seems impossible to put all the pieces back together. And this is a problem for many of us today, but it was a problem for the earlier followers of uh, Jesus too. And we're going to pick up where we left off last week in um, the book of Ephesians. Um, Quick recap too of where we were at. And uh, we started um, just from the very beginning of chapter one of Ephesians. Paul, the author of Ephesians, was one of the leaders of the early church. Uh, Remember the church doesn't necessarily mean a building or an event on Sunday it means God's family in a specifically a community of people um, that are together trying to follow Jesus in the early days of the church before social media the best way for word to get out was by letter and in the letter we're going to look at today Paul was writing to a church family in the city of Ephesus um, and before we dive in you should know that the early church was made up of two groups of people the Jews and the Gentiles. Um, and Jesus, by the way, was a Jew. The Jews were God's chosen people, the people who were used to tell God's story, and that gave us the Old Testament of the Bible. Uh, Gentiles is a word that means everyone who wasn't a Jew. So it's not a specific group of people. It's everyone that's not a Jew. If you weren't Jewish back then, you would have been called a Gentile. That was just, that was the word for that then. Um, before the start of the church, the Jews and Gentiles were not people you'd often find hanging out with together. Um, for generations, they'd had big issues and differences of opinion that really divided them. They had that wall of division between them. And when Jesus arrived and declared that everyone, Jews and Gentiles, uh, were invited into God's family, some Jews and some Gentiles finally began uh, to come together around the message of Jesus getting along wasn't easy for them there was so much division and um, maybe even some resentment involved beforehand before Jesus that all of a sudden just because Jesus teaching was involved now doesn't mean that that was necessarily just going to go away and Paul knew that the walls of separation couldn't exist between followers of Jesus if the church was going to survive that period of time Uh, so I'm going to be in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 18. I'm going to read that really quick. Uh, Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, uh, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. By setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations, his purpose was to create in himself one humanity out of the two, thus making peace. And in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who are far away, and peace to those who are near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Uh, There's a lot going on in this section, but quickly summarizing that whole thing, Paul's talking about two walls here. Uh, One, the wall that separated the Jews and the Gentiles, the two groups of people. And two, the wall that separates all of us from God. This wall wasn't built by disagreements or misunderstandings like the wall between two people um the wall between us and god um was built by us in our sin it was our rebellion against god that created that 
Paul says that through Jesus, both walls can be knocked down. Um, and to fully understand what this means, we need to talk about the wall that exists between us and God. So going um, actually kind of back, we're going back in that same chapter. We're going back to uh, chapter 10, verses 1 through 10 is what I'm going to read from next. It says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Maybe you've heard people say the phrase, Jesus saves, um, or you've seen it somewhere. Um, we actually sing a song at church that's called Jesus saves. It's probably been a while, so you may not have heard it, but it can sound kind of weird, right? The word saved means that Jesus has rescued us from a life in eternity without God. Sin is what uh, we need to be saved from. It's the thing that robs us of our connection to God. Sin is anything we do that goes against God's purpose. And because of sin, every single one of us is separated from God. But Paul isn't writing this letter to convince anyone of that. Instead, he wants to talk about how Jesus has a plan to fix all of those issues that are going on with us. And Jesus did fix it. Through his death and resurrection, Jesus made a way for us to no longer be separated from God. Jesus took the first step toward us. He pulled down the wall that separated us from God and made a way for us to be reconciled. And so in this, in this chapter, Paul talks a lot about reconciliation. Um, but what does it mean to be reconciled? Uh, first, Paul described the way Jesus tore down the walls, um, as in verse 14, between Jews and Gentiles and between us and God. And it's incredible that Jesus did this for us, but that's not the end of the story. Jesus didn't just destroy the wall. Jesus then created something new in its place for us, a new way for us to be close to God, and a new way for Jews and Gentiles to be united under the name of Jesus. And really, it's turning that wall into more of a table. And when I think about reconciliation, I think about a table. When Jesus tore down the wall of separation between us and God, it's kind of like he built a table up and invited all of us to take a seat. Walls keep us separated, um, but a table allows us when we're sitting there, say, eating a meal or something, we can see eye to eye. We can have conversations across the table. We can share meals. We can invite others to come and join us and sit at the same table. Although we were separated from God and from each other, God decided to make reconciliation possible for us. And through Jesus, we can have peace with God and with each other. 
but what does our reconciliation with God have to do with how we get along with other people? Um, because of Jesus, we are reconciled with God, and because of Jesus, we can reconcile with each other. We can do for others what God has done for us. In the early church, there were Jews and Gentiles. Both groups had traditions surrounding how they followed God, and it was easy for them to get swept up in judging one another, disagreeing with each other, and being stubborn about their own perspectives and opinions. Paul knew that walls of division would keep God's family from thriving, and the same is true for us today. Just like God called the Jews and Gentiles to reconcile and make peace with each other back then, God is still calling us to reconcile and make peace with each other today. Just like God took the first step toward us, we can take a first step toward others. And just like Jesus tore down the walls that divided us from God, we can begin to tear down the walls we've built between each other. And just like Jesus built a new way for us to connect with God, we can work together to rebuild relationships that were damaged. Why? Because we're God's family. And as God's family, we can do for others what God has done for us. Now back to that story that I started at the beginning um, between the two two teammates that I had in college. That It took a long time, but and probably a lot longer than it should have, but... Um, they eventually got through it and it's all of this we talk about this reconciliation it, it's it's difficult to deal with and it's definitely not easy to reconcile with people we disagree with tearing down a wall can be really difficult and building something new can be even more challenging because it's not easy to humble ourselves or ask for forgiveness or even in some circumstances give forgiveness to other people these two guys that i knew eventually what it took was um, the one that had some of the jealous feelings really had to humble himself and the other guy really had to be able to give forgiveness which could be tough in that situation because he felt like maybe I didn't do anything wrong I was just being me and this other person has issues but you still have a part in that division to give forgiveness and so eventually it took some humbleness and forgiveness to get through it and they did uh, but it was tough um, experience like this one are tangible reminders for me maybe for you too that what jesus did for us doesn't just matter in eternity it matters in our everyday lives too because of jesus death and resurrection we can be reconciled with god and with others jesus modeled for us and paul teaches us that we can do for others what god has done for us and this week um i just want to take a moment to reflect i want to challenge you to start tearing down a wall and building a new table in your life maybe the wall you f you need to tear down is between you and god maybe that wall is between you and someone else um this week how do you need to humble yourself ask for forgiveness or give forgiveness in your life i just want you guys to maybe write it down but at least think about um those questions and um our are we doing the hard work of doing for others what God has done for us? And that's what it is. It is hard work. But I'm praying that you guys are able to do that. I'm praying for you guys every day. Um, that's it for today. Um, I hope to see you um, at youth group in the future. Um, I'm so excited that we get to meet and um, hang out and play games and just grow in God together. It's, uh, it's an exciting time.